1: Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell.
3: Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a special guest, Mark Mathaiwala. Did I say that right? Mathaiwala. Yes, good. Is they yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. He's a workforce specialist with over 20 years of experience in workforce development and is currently a job developer with Alameda County Social Services. He's a, he's an experienced career development coach. Um, he does job placement assistance to individuals seeking employment and building relationships with local businesses and forming c- recruiting partnerships. He's also coordinator of multiple career fairs, um, with a focus on diversity and inclusion and the needs of employers that are focused in that way across the Bay Area. Um, he has recently become a member of the East Bay Interagency Training Council uh, Council, EBIATC, bridging the gap between industry and workforce partners, local education agencies, community training providers, and other community-based organizations currently focusing on IT training and career pathways. And he also co-chairs the employer outreach committee for EBIATC. Thank you for being on the show, Mark. Great to have you.
4: Thank you. It's like I said, it's an honor to be here and I'm glad to have a little time to share a little bit about, you know, what we're all doing, you know, part of the collaborative and just uh, the events that are coming up and all that good stuff. So
3: wonderful well i have had the good fortune of running into you at various job fairs that we've been doing and kind of collaborating with you and and you're so positive and encouraging to the 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 people the IT biz students that um you've engaged with and so i want to thank you for that um before we get back uh to you know before we touch on kind of what you're doing there i want to ask you a personal question so i'd like to know why do you, you've been doing this for 20 years? Why? What's your why
4: in this work? I think my why is because I just I love to see how I can empower people. You know, it's just it's a personally gratifying feeling, especially working with folks that might be coming from marginalized communities or um, who are struggling um, to kind of get back to self-sufficiency, which is part of the social service mission, of course, with Alameda County. But it's a personal kind of mission statement for me as well. And that connecting them to employment, you know, when they're able to, with our team, address some of the barriers that they face before they are employable. And then when I get an opportunity to connect with them, when they've been able to maybe get further their education, maybe in a particular industry or, you know, are um, getting the support services that they need, you know, the housing, all the things that are important. And then being able to link them to the employers and then putting on the events. Um, I just love the event coordination par- process and working collaboratively with teams. So, yeah, it keeps me going because you build so many new relationships. And that's something I just truly enjoy, not just with the industry, but just all the workforce development partners and yeah, just community connecting. I just love it. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. And is that, you know, something as a child, did you aspire to this role? Did you think one day I'm going to be helping people get jobs or were you always that person that was connecting people? How did that happen?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, of course, like any young, young man growing up, he, I love sports. So I thought, maybe one day I'll be a professional baseball
2: player. <laughs> yeah, okay.
4: So I said, well, obviously I wasn't talented enough to do that. I got, got through maybe freshman year of high school on that, but then I just got more interested in coaching and volunteering and being around sports and recreation and having an opportunity um, when I was actually in Little League Baseball, oddly enough, where my father decided to manage our team a couple of years and he allowed me to kind of be a part of the decision-making process and, you know, getting the lineups together and, you know, doing a lot of the interpersonal communication with the team. And so I think it kind of started there for me. Um, It's just through the activities related to the sport that I love so much. And then it kind of just morphed into what I'm doing today. Gotcha. Excellent.
3: Yeah. So the activities around baseball and then morphed into like, I like organizing things. Mm -hmm. And and then you started to see that this could actually help people get um, jobs, which is um, I mean, I I agree with you. It's thrilling. Um, I was talking with um, with Kathy from Lao Lao family, and she was she also their organization does an amazing job doing Um, workforce development and job placement. And, and we were just comparing notes about how thrilling it is to see somebody who um, has never, never believed that they would be able to achieve a a certain thing, you know, like obtain uh, a job making, you know, sustainable wages. And when they, uh, when they find that, just the look in their eyes, the personal transformation, Mm-hmm. The, the belief that, wow, maybe I can do other things that I've always dreamed of doing. Now that I've achieved this, what else is possible? Right.
4: Right. right. So true. And I think yeah. one of the things to attribute to that, too, is I've had a chance to do some volunteer academic tutoring as well with ESL. On the side, just as a passion project thing mm-hmm. um to deal with you know or to help um folks to to improve their their English skills and communication and writing and because that is so vital you know in order them to be confident to handle other aspects of their life, yeah.
3: Yeah. Removing those barriers, uh, the language barriers. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today, um, I, you know, Love River Fails is also part of EBIATC. And and we're very passionate about working with diverse uh, community members to um, ensure that they have access um, to uh, sustainable jobs and Mm -hmm. also to equip employers. to provide uh safe places for them to work and, and places that are equitable and um and fun you know yeah. to work right so um and so i know that that's a passion of yours as well um and so we're going to take a quick break um we're going to we're going to come back cuz i know we're going to want to dig into this <laughs> pretty sure. good so just kind of exploring Um, what what you're finding in terms of making sure that employees are diverse and kind of providing that bridge for diverse candidates and then also employers readiness Mm -hmm. to receive them. So um, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's us.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today again with Mark matai Walla. And we, uh, Mark is a workforce specialist with over 20 years experience in workforce development and is currently a job developer with Alameda County Social Services. And we are just talking about the wonderful work he's doing with uh, EBIATC as well as um, uh, sourcing employers for individuals that um, are on his job development caseload um, and doing uh, job fairs and the like to provide those linkages and bridges. And so, so Mark, tell me about the diversity aspect of your role. How do you incorporate diversity in the work that you're doing?
4: So being that I'm part of the social services agency, uh, we do come across quite a few diverse uh, candidates or program participants and then also teaming up with various nonprofit organizations like yourself um I've also teamed up with the Oakland Housing Authority the local community colleges you know to plan recruitment events um so it it does definitely address the the diversity piece at least from what I've experienced I think there'll always be other organizations to to find out more about and other populations that are being served the other one is a reentry population too because we're quite actively now involved and i'll share a little bit later about a, a fair chance career and resource fair that we're going to be doing in april as well um so i've been getting more involved um with justice impacted individuals too that are coming out um and i actually have an event coming up at san quentin in the next few days too so I'm digging my heels in there as well. And, um, you know, learning as much as I can, obviously, um, on how to better serve the population. And, um, so I think, you know, I'm sure there's probably going to be other, um, uh, diverse populations that I need to, to focus on. Um, uh, I definitely want to help a lot of the immigrant population too, that may be displaced i.e., you know, like what's going on in Ukraine, to also work with certain nonprofits that may be helping them as well. Um so yeah, it's just I feel like I'm obviously I can, you know, figure out other um, partnerships to form out there. And I, I hope to continue to build that. But I think that's some of the areas that I've been focusing on right now.
3: Wow. I love that. And um and you know some the listening audience may be just kind of not even clear on what are we talking about when we say reentry or fair chance or, yeah. you know, the, these, these, um, these titles or these labels, but, yeah. but why, but why, why, why are we committed in this way? And so maybe you can shed some light on um, SSA's charter, right. As it relates to serving, uh, you know, populations that have been so for everyone's listening that have been previously incarcerated, that are reentering into the workforce mm-hmm. to our communities. Um, I just literally got off the phone with someone uh, before we got on here, Mark, and mm-hmm. she told me that she was running down to uh, the jails uh, in Santa Clara County and she was picking up someone who had been um, arrested for, uh, I think, in 30 days. Mm-hmm. And she was released from the jail with no clothes, no money for transportation, mm-hmm. no food, mm-hmm. nothing. And she came out of the jail with she went into jail with nothing and she came out of jail with nothing. Yeah. And the question that the girl said when she called her is, um, I have nothing to lose. I, you know, I have no food. I have nothing. Mm -hmm. to, 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 to hold on to, I have no way to provide for myself. So I guess the only thing that's left for me to do is to go rob somebody again or go steal something from the store because I have no way to, um, I have no resources. I have no family. I have nowhere to go. Right. Right. So tell us about that.
4: Well, that's, you know, that's, that's a reality, right? Um, that some folks face. Um, I think what also did it for me um, is watching a reentry simulation video that a company had put together about what it's like when someone's coming just out of the system and then struggling to f- figure out where to get housing, where to get an ID, you know, making making sure they're in compliance with their parole officer. And that that video that I saw recently really moved me. And it kind of relates in a way to what you're explaining right now, that, you know, if I have an opportunity, you know, if I'm coming across that type of situation, I will run through a wall for that individual, you know, to figure out where those resources are going to be for them. They need someone that can hopefully... Get them to see the light that you know. Continuing to go back to committing, you know, whether it's a petty crime or not, isn't going to be the solution. Um, and just being able to provide that hope. So I think that mentorship piece or that you know opportunity to you know be a friend to them, to be a, a helping guide, um, and, and then not, and not to and to build that relationship um, is so important because. It's one thing to point them to a resource or B resource, and you know, here this, yeah, you know, I, I think they really need more of that hand holding,
3: hand holding, mm-hmm. yeah, in the and it's really support, right? It's just, yeah,
4: that support,
3: yeah. I mean, I, I always think of myself, I don't know, I'm one of those weird people, and I think it's because I grew up with very little family support.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, personally, I think about like if my kids that happened to my children. I would be outside Mm -hmm. picking them up. Mm -hmm. I would, I would drive them to go get food right away. We'd eat and they'd come home and their room would be ready for them. And they would, they would have, they would be able to rest a while and get a shower, you know? And so, you know, it doesn't matter what they did. I would still do that for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the question then is, you know, have we dehumanized right people cuz we don't we don't really think like that right because they've committed because they did something wrong right um and i know it's hard it's hard because you know some we're, there's a range you know some people are in there for murder some people are in there for rape some people are in there for you know army hurting people with uh you know weapons and things like that and yeah. that's a hard one right but then sure. But you gotta do the right thing by them when they come out.
4: I agree, and, and you know it's it's about you know I have I like to believe I have an empathic gene in me, you know, and that's otherwise I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, you know, for the past twenty plus years. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I think you're you're right on. So um, I know we do. You mentioned something about these labels that we throw on reentry, justice impacted. Things mm-hmm. of that nature, um, you know. I, I, I until we can come up with a better. La- <laughs> no, no. <it's, laughs>
3: I think they're good. I think they they're, they're not negative labels. It just no, they're not. Don't bad. always know what they yeah. you know what they mean. But yeah, yeah.
4: I think it's just my goal is really to continue to educate the business community to see you know um, to get them to understand the value um, of the benefits of hiring folks that, that they should not have that scarlet letter on the back for the rest of their lives, you know? So, yes. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. So, so you're, so that's one way that you're reaching a diverse population and preparing employers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let, let's break this down a little bit. So, so, so in it, in our IT based program, we, we have, Several people that are system involved either because they were in foster care or because they were um, uh, because they were incarcerated and and um, and we've identified not just for those populations but for populations in general 114 barriers to employment 114 barriers to employment which by the way if anybody who's listening you're thinking well I want to see what those are you can go to our website mm-hmm. it's um, loveneverfailsus.com. And um, if you take a forward slash workforce dash development, there you'll see at the very bottom of the page, there is a link that says 114 barriers to employment. And just to give you an idea of the different barriers, a barrier could be someone is neurodiverse. neurodiverse. Right they They have ADHD or they're on the spectrum. Um, maybe uh, a barrier could be that they can't read or write. A barrier could be that they have a misdemeanor on their, you know, on their record. Uh, that they are hungry and they don't, you know, it's really hard to go to a, an interview or to work when you're hungry. Yeah. But you, but I get hangry. Yeah. (laughs) Are these some of the barriers that you're seeing Mark out there?
4: Absolutely. Um, You know, the other one is even just getting an ID or, you know, just uh, access to clothing. I know sometimes they just need to know where to go and where to get that guidance and not just getting an eight and a half by 11, sheet of resources but literally you know someone to guide them to advocate for them where can they get a, a, a cell phone you know mm. to, you know just things like that i mean because that is so important uh in order for them to to kind of get back on track with their lives um but 114 is just an astounding number isn't it I it mean, is yeah yeah and yeah um yeah i definitely want to kind of review that list. Uh, I'm sure a lot of those will hit home with the clients that we've served in the past and will continue moving forward. Um, and I think, you know, the, the thing that we do, I, I like to see is um, with the employers is that we want to continue to not only educate them, but we last year had a chance um, to do some online forums um, that were reentry focused with my colleagues and introducing the businesses to not only the different support services that are provided out there for them, but also what kinds of educational programs they're also um, registered into or getting certified in and not just your traditional trades uh you know or driving positions. Those are all great occupations, but that there are other areas that they can get into. And I know we'll we'll touch on the, the technology piece of that. So Uh, One of the areas we're really trying to champion, at least right now, is to continue to educate our business community um, on the value of and for them to see how they are rehabbing or reforming their lives. And uh, I know your organization does a great job of addressing a lot of the barriers that you had uh, just touched on a few minutes ago as well. So,
3: yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's definitely been um it's been eye opening I mean, I think when I stepped into this, I had in my mind like maybe maybe ten or fifteen kind of barriers, and then, as I looked at this list, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like so, so we're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna come back, and I'm just gonna gonna talk a little bit with you. I'd love to get your take. you know, you get a client in, they have this particular barrier, Mark, what do you do tell us tell the employers that are listening out there. Or everything you have to do to remove that barrier or prepare someone to be in their environment. And even more, what can they do if they have someone perhaps that's working already in their environment that's experiencing some of these challenges? So we'll be right back. We're gonna come back and do a play play a little mark how do we fix this? <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. How
3: do we address this?
4: Well, I uh, hope I right. have
1: a good answer
3: for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening okay. to Love Never Fails Radio. Okay.
1: To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors.
5: This is Dr. Meluna Fauch. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com. PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Mark Mati Mati <laughs> Matiwala. <laughs> Matiwala. Let me get so you're him
4: saying Mark, Mark M.
3: Yeah, no, I want to get it right, Machiwala. I am a cultured person. I can get this. Okay. So, you know, thinking of employers and some of the scenarios that come up, they come across your desk, right? We're mm-hmm. dealing we're, we're we're dealing with people, right? People with a myriad of of needs and skills that they bring to the table, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, uh, some of these barriers that I ha- we have encountered, our team has encountered, one of them um, I thought was interesting, which is someone who's experiencing domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the women that I um, was working with, she's doing really well now. She's actually a, a senior um executive at a company, but she was going through a season in her life where she was in an a abusive marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, she shared with me privately, I won't say her name, but she shared with me that there were times when her employer must have thought, what is going on with her? Mm-hmm. She was not showing up to work on time. She was frazzled. She was disheveled in meetings. She was um Distracted, she was overwhelmed. she was not meeting deadlines, right? So these are this is what it looks like in the workplace when somebody already has the job and is experiencing domestic violence. What does it look like, Mark? have you had situations where someone was going through a, a something like domestic violence or um, relationship challenges with maybe the family? Um, that were hindering job searching and or placement
4: i can't say directly because a lot of times our um at the social service agency, our career development specialists or the employment counselors have um direct access to the those situations with some mm. of the clients, so they would address those things. Before it comes to me as a job developer gotcha. to to provide the job placement assistance, so I, you know that's more of a you know a case management, I guess if we want to call it mm-hmm. a function within our county social service framework. Yeah, to address those things. Um, but I, I I know that some of them are they definitely probably encounter that uh, mm-hmm. more often than not yeah uh, and, and so, yeah I wish I could give you a qualified answer
3: yeah no it's <laughs> funny.
4: Know, uh to your question, but usually by the time they get to me, they're pretty much ready, and if they're not, then we will find out you know um uh a lot of times I like for them you know through our we have a program called a c hire um where we provide uh, you know a wage subsidy reimbursement to an employer that will where it will pay half of the wage, you know, for the first, you know, three to six months of their place of employment. And that could be a way to figure out if it's a potential match um, for the prospective participant who may have gone through some of those barriers that you're indicating um, or that you were mentioning a minute ago, mm-hmm. and then to see if it's a, if it's a good fit for both parties involved, you know, the company and that participant. So, because a lot of times, you know, we know in life that they may feel like they've overcome most of those barriers, but sometimes uh, they could have some other challenges that they encounter while they're in in a place of employment. So, um, yeah, so that's something, you know, we can do as job developers as well, um, just so that if they've been away from the workforce and they've dealt with some serious trauma, um, in their personal life, that maybe we do a more of a trial employment type of period uh, for them uh, to see if that is a potential fit. So,
3: yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I. Um, so that's that's interesting. I think that's good for people to hear. First of all, there's a tiering that you mm-hmm. talked about, where you have a case manager that's removing barriers while you are working on setting up these employer relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that I think is, is a probably a best practice to have kind of multiple folks in there doing mm-hmm. that work. Um, and then you are preparing the employers to receive, um, individuals that may have experienced these types of trauma and you using tools like AC hire that gives people three to six months. Um, we're, we're an AC hire employer and mm-hmm. we've, we've, we actually, um, love that program because it's been a great way to get some of the women and men that we have in our programs uh, started, right? And uh, helps us out as a nonprofit to um,
4: absolutely kind of
3: help us with the risk of you know hiring someone who may um, you know not be able to maintain the hours or and and also just helps us financially, right? With getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a wonderful program for so many of our program members. So, uh, you know, that's another strategy that employers just the structure of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Can embrace.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and then uh, assuming that all is well. Are there also some consulting that you provide to employers just in terms of how to make their environments um ready for those kinds of, uh, students or not students, but, uh, candidates.
4: Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I find the program that we just mentioned AC hire is really great with small businesses or even maybe mid-sized organizations that have a pro community kind of focus already. So I really like to look at their, you know, not just their mission statement and vision, but actually when I am in there meeting with them to, see if they had any direct experience at all with working with our type of programs in the past or what kind of community involvement maybe they've had. Uh, If it's the business owner or a manager or someone that's on the front line, um, I think just trying to figure out the workplace culture, I think is really important as well when making that potential referral. Um, So I, I really look at those things really closely. So I just don't want, you know, I, I'll never want to treat any of my candidates like they're widgets and then just saying, okay, well, here's this really great job opportunity, which it very well may be. But I try to look at the totality of, you know, what does that environment look like and being able to kind of have a an opportunity to kind of tour the place and kind of see how operations work. And I find even with the AC hire, it really works well with the more smaller mid-sized organization. That's no knock on the, The Mm -hmm. larger entities, there are certain tax credit programs that um, some of the larger entities um, that the state offers have, you know, hired folks and Mm -hmm. and some financial incentives that way as well. And that's, you know, programs that have been around for a long time. So, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, well, excellent. So I'd like to um, take a quick break and um, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about some of these job um, placement fairs or these job hiring fairs. And, you know, we may have employers that are listening in and thinking, well, I'd like to be a part of that or I have openings that I'd like to include. How do I get involved? So let's talk a little bit about that as we come back in. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages.
2: Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend.
1: Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Mark Mathaiwa. Mathiwala, and uh, Mathiwala.
4: There you go. There
3: we go. I got it right this time. Um and I am just so grateful to have you here with me and, uh, and to have an opportunity to talk about, uh, serving the underserved community here in Alameda County with, um, uh, job placement opportunities, job development opportunities, and, um, job readiness. And so thinking about m- making sure that we make those connections and specifically job fairs, you have some coming up. Tell us about the employers that are involved and any other opportunities that employers might be able to get involved in.
4: For sure. So, uh, yeah, because coming up, we actually with the uh, our EBITC collaborative, as um, you're very well familiar with, um, we are actually going to do a uh, a mini technology career fair at Merritt Community College. hmm. Um, It's coming up on Thursday, March 23rd, Mm -hmm. and be the first one for the quarter. And, um, you know, the the goal is really trying to connect our program participants coming out of Love Never Fails Us, uh, the Merritt Community College uh, tech programs, as well as, you know, candidates that maybe have already completed a certificate maybe in cybersecurity, um, perhaps with AWS, which is a cloud computing Uh, Program among other disciplines. Mm -hmm. Uh, We wanted to keep it more manageable. So we're looking at maybe eight to 10 companies uh, to recruit um, at the event. And um, currently working on a couple more invitations that I've sent out there. So we'll have hopefully our final list of companies. So it's kind of a mix of some uh, smaller. Uh, mid and mid sized companies. They don't have to be traditional technology companies. They could be definitely recruiting. Uh, I know some of our folks may be needing that entry level position as, you know, as a desktop support or help desk technician position. Maybe that'll be the first, you know, opportunity to get before they move in further and advance their careers in some of those areas. And obviously, you're very familiar with the cybersecurity. Uh, program yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know that you're a living testament of that. You did for quite some time. And um, I'm learning a great deal about this uh, field as well. It's exciting. And I know that uh, your program at Love Never Fails Us and also at Merit are doing some fantastic work out there. So I'm just kind of on the back end trying to bring in the companies um, that are going to recruit our graduates and soon to be grads and then. See how we can build off of that this event to maybe do a few more subsequent events during the course of the year, um, and really just kind of focusing on on those areas and and then I do a lot of general thematic career fairs uh, out in the community where it may not be a specific industry theme, okay. but it, you know we get you know we get a, quite a range of you know some Fortune 500 companies down to some maybe lesser known organizations, but they have really good opportunities for our candidates. But a lot of times, Vanessa, we do it as more an open to all uh, event. We just open it to the community at large because we want to make it worthwhile for the the employers or the companies that are recruiting. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we do want our participants who are in our respective programs to be there to have access to these hiring managers and being able to be interviewed. Um, and hopefully um where least is sustainable employment so mm-hmm. that's one event and then um that's coming up on the 23rd and if there's any way that we could um get the flyer out to you guys that could be uh, sent out to the community and if there's also and this is a special um i guess request to to any of our listening audience if there are a few companies that you may know in your respective network that would like to be a part of our uh, tech career fair coming up. Uh, this is a no cost event. Um, but they will have access to a really good candidate pool. So mm-hmm. we really, uh, would like to put that word out there. Uh, we're getting close to getting our RSVPs finalized, but, uh, you know, we have space for a few more <laughs> right. uh, companies that would like to participate and then, um, the other one is we're having a big fair chance career and resource fair coming up at the Oakland Coliseum on Wednesday, April 26th, which I will get you some information about too. We've secured up to 75 community-based organizations and private sector employers to come out to this event at the Oakland Coliseum, so it'll be a pretty big event. It's going to be right on that basketball floor where the Warriors used to play. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a nice venue to to have something of this uh, of this magnitude so to speak um and it's really um we're encouraging a lot of our reentry uh candidates to to come out because these are definitely more pro-community fair chance type employers um that will be in uh, will be present at the event so and we did something similar um, Back in the end of January, which is a more general thematic career for at the Oakland Coliseum, we had about 800 plus people. Wow. Attending. So, yeah, um, and we're definitely we have a really good support uh, with our team and we'll have some good media and press, you know, out there for this event. So we really would love even if you don't have a background, you are all everyone is welcome to come. <laughs> but we're just really hoping to help our people who have been, you know, just as impacted to have access to network um, a lot of the organizations that will be there. So yeah, a lot of exciting stuff coming up.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. Well, um, I think one thing that um, I learned, uh, you know, with our students is the more that they do this, the more opportunities that they have for mock interviews for, to get all the nervousness out.
4: Mm-hmm. Go to
3: the job fair bring you know dress up in your business attire um bring your you know your portfolio with all of your resumes in it, pitch yourself, get in front of people that you feel intimidated you know maybe you're afraid of talking to men or to women or to people who are tall or short or whatever um and for you know maybe because that triggers you that reminds you of something bad that happened in your past but Um, the more that they're able to do that, the more confident they become and the the quicker, the closer they are to
4: being ready for, you know, that 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 role. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned it. And the other thing, too, is that I really try to be an ambassador for these participants so that because if they feel a little intimidated to figure out how to network with a company and they're at this event, you know, it can be a little overwhelming at first. Right. So. Yeah. I really try to shepherd that, you know, part of the process for them to really feel comfortable. And I will, you know, walk with them and, and get them to and, and introduce them to those hiring managers, because a lot of us as job developers already have those relationship with those companies. So, you know, I really want folks when they come to figure out how to navigate it. Cause you know, it can be a lot coming out. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm at this event with like 70 plus companies yeah. I where I began, you know, so that's right. what it can help. So, you know, yeah. us as, you know, ambassadors there to kind of help with that event, you know, is helpful. Even if it's not on just that large a scale, it could be even on a smaller scale. I know yeah. sometimes I see them just like, okay, I'm here now. What What yeah. am I do? You know, yeah. right. <laughs> you know yeah you know, we want to make it an enjoyable uh positive experience for them
3: yeah yeah excellent all right well we're going to take a quick break sure. we'll come back um and share with the listening audience how they can connect with you and these job fairs and so sure. we'll be right back and thanks for listening to love never fails radio
1: to join in the fight for love visit love Us dot don't go away Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors.
5: This is Dr. Meluna Fauch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com.
1: Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Mark Mataiwala.
1: Who, Yay. Yay. Got
4: it. I did it. Uh,
3: who is our guest and it only took me a whole show to get his last name got it. Friend, but good. I got it see but that first you fail you try try and try again <laughs> <laughs> never give up um, so I, I want to just thank you so much Mark for being here with me and also being part of EBIATC partnering with Love Never Fails and such a um important and strategic way. Um, Mark, how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about these programs?
4: Well, they can definitely reach out to me to my email, uh, which I can provide at the conclusion of this program for those and however you guys post that information. Um uh,
3: feel free to share it here and uh Oh,
4: okay, sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Should I put it in the chat? Would that be easier? Because it's a long one.
3: (laughs) Oh, I see. Um, Yeah. So why don't you just verbalize it? Just um, and then we will also post it in our social media post as we share this show up.
4: Mm -hmm. So it's my first initial M and then my last name, which is M-I-T-H-A-I-W-A-L-A at A-C-G-O-V. all lowercase. It's the best way to reach me. So if you are uh, a prospective employer that's looking to to recruit new employees, or if you are someone who is in job search mode right now and and looking to get some assistance that way, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. That's what we do. And that's what I enjoy. So um, I can be accessible that way. Um, I am also on LinkedIn. As well, if folks can find my, search my name, I'm probably the only one with that last name that I think might be on LinkedIn. There may be a few others out there, but chances are you'll find me on LinkedIn if you just search my name on there. but if you need a specific um, URL or address I can I can be made available to share that as well and that's another way I can connect with our our folks.
3: Excellent. And these job fairs, if you want to just give the dates once more and any logistical details that we should know about.
4: Yeah. So the one coming up at Merritt will be on Thursday, March 23rd from 10 to 1. Um, I will get you a flyer for that. Um, And that's going to be at again at Merritt Community College. That'll be our mini tech career fair. So for any of you that have. Um, been certified maybe in some of those areas. It'll highlight those specific areas. And, or if you're interested in learning more about how to get involved, um, in those career paths, I know that our, our programs will have also, um, training and resource information for those who may be curious about entering the industry as well. So, um, it'll be a, a career slash resource event. And then um, the one that's coming up at the Oakland Coliseum will be on Wednesday, April 26th, And that's pretty much a full day for the uh, employers that are going to be there because we're starting that around 830 uh, with refreshments. And then we're going to do a reentry simulation of what it's like when someone's coming out of the system and the challenges that they face. So there will be a simulation, uh, a live uh, skit that we're going to do. Um, in the morning before we jump into the fair, which will then commence at eleven o'clock and go till three. So all that will be highlighted. Now make sure that you get that information. Okay. I hope you can make it and some of your colleagues and you know. Um, I I want to make sure that Renee and Davina and everybody and your yes, team
3: they too. will be there for
4: sure. Um, I don't think yeah. I can
3: make the twenty third, but I'm I'm planning to make the one in April. So okay, fabulous. Um. And we, as you, as you probably know, uh, we opened up a home for uh, previously incarcerated men uh, recently. And so we will connect them to that April fair yes. uh, as well. So super excited about that. And uh, thank you for all you do, Mark.
4: I really appreciate thank you, Vanessa. appreciate yeah. it. It's my first time being and doing a radio program and quite some time. And I'm so yeah. with it. Address your questions the best oh, yeah.
3: I can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wonderful. Well, we have a few other things I'll just share with you very quickly um, as, as we wrap up today's show. Um, wanted to just thank all of you who came out to our annual gala. It was a beautiful time. Um, we literally had 320 people out at the country club, standing room only. Um, I was blown away at the just the the warmth, the love the camaraderie, the unity, um, and just the desire to help the people that we serve from everyone that, that, that came. Thank you all for being there. Um, also wanted to, um, thank the staff, the Love Never Fails staff, the partners, the sponsors. Um, I, I just am so, um, just grateful. I wanted to thank St. Mary's, um, volleyball team. Thank you for coming out and, um, and uh, volunteering. Your presence was so needed and we just, oh my gosh, we are so grateful uh, for you. Um, And also, uh, and Robert, thank you, uh, your fearless leader who came and brought all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Um, wanted to d- thank in store for the being our platinum sponsor, all of our gold and silver sponsors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and um, of course uh, just always wanted to thank the listening audience for continuing to be a support to love never fails. If you want to learn more about us, you can go to our website, which is loveneverfails.com. And of course, as we always end, if you need to hear it again, or if you've never heard it before, Uh, We want to make sure that you know that you are loved.
1: Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails.